the Gillette ad. It's all about the Gillette ad. Day and night, people are making dramatic declarations across the, the, the spheres of spheres, declaring, well, Gillette ad, at least, at least it helped me, uh, help me pretty much filter out my friends, figure out who my real friends were. Yeah, people are saying that. They're saying that whether they support and love the Gillette ad or whether they imagine that the Gillette ad is, uh, literally worse than Hitler. Yeah. So that's the question, except I'm not interested in that question. So I thought I'd speak a little extemporaneously here, a little experiment, a little podcaster episode here, which I'm going to try to look at, well, I'm interested in the sociocultural uh, dynamics being revealed here, and I'm also interested in the, uh, the the theoretical reality of power being displayed here. I'm not so much interested in analyzing whether people should love the Gillette ad if they're not horrible sexist bigots, or people should hate the Gillette ad if they're not mindless NPC SJWs. So I'm not interested in that conversation. I'm interested in the, <laughs> I'm interested in the ripple effects of those conversations and how they're being played out. And also what those conversations reveal have been going on below the surface. And we'll see how well I do with all of that. Because again, this is extemporaneous. I don't really have uh, an outline or a plan. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to speak extemporaneously about this. What, what, what I've been thinking about, at least, over the last few days. So the Gillette ad, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to die, like, Dissect it. I, I, I may at some point do a deconstruction of the ad. I still haven't decided whether I want to do that or not. But in, in pretty simplistic terms, it shows uh, juxtapositioning images of boys looking at the actions of men, of men interacting with how they're seeing boys behave and men behaving and they're interacting with them and all of that is focused on aspects of masculinity that some would call toxic this is that whole toxic masculinity thing so you can I, i'm not going to debate whether the examples they showed were good or whether they're realistic or, the, the quality of the production itself, the acting, the script, uh, not gonna not gonna comment on any of that. Uh, only 
insofar as it might relate or tell us something about the sociocultural, like I said, the, the both of the ripples and what has come to been revealed, like something's been cooking. There's There's been these shifts that have been happening for a long time. I, to some degree, I, I've probably experienced this shift growing up. And I think that my generation, for instance, probably asked questions about the assumptions of masculinity that maybe other generations before us hadn't, at least in recent American times. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure of that, but I'm pretty, the, the, uh, at least the pop cultural uh, art, uh, artifacts of the ages before us show that uh, assumptions of uh, what masculinity was and the social pressures to live up to exactly what masculinity was were incredibly heightened, it seems. And during my time, I would say that was also the case, but there were more people that were asking, um, why are we doing this? What's up with this? For various reasons. Some people were gay. Some people were just, they were heterosexual, but they were naturally more, uh, quote, effeminate, unquote. They weren't interested in sports. Uh, they like dolls. You know, they're, they're very verbal and feeling. They have a lot of feelings. In a way, you know, they, 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 they fit more in the kind of what our sociocultural constructs have uh, come to expect from the feminine. Now, we're talking about masculine and we're talking about feminine. So this is, this is my starting point for analyzing what's going on here. And I want to I make an attempt, and now remember this is a highly unscientific attempt. I'll tell you my, my background. I, I, I have an associate's degree in communication in the arts. I have uh, other college credits uh, after that, but uh, studied a lot of art history in college and uh, music theory. Uh, but on my own, I've studied history extensively. I have no degrees or certifications that say that I'm an expert in history. And I'm not an expert in history, but... I am well-versed in a wide variety of uh, historical eras in various places of the world, including Mesoamerica and uh, China and, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not limited in the, the glimpse that I have into the historical record of humanity. And within this conversation, specifically looking at the, now in this area, I'm hardly an expert. And I'm speaking in, in much more general, vague understandings, because my, my, my study of history wasn't specifically focused on this notion of uh, the, the masculine and the feminine and 
in humanity, whether or not even in all cultures they even have concepts of masculine and feminine. And, you know, I, I think overwhelmingly they do. They do have masculine and feminine, but it's not an absolute. <laughs> it's not. So that's the thing. You can't say, oh, no, 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 all humanity. No, I don't. Now, I don't have any, I can't name the groups, but I do remember in my wanderings, I had wandered across some references to some tribes and uh, different areas that uh, had uh, a much, uh, I guess, a much more fluid uh, gender construct, I'll say, <laughs> than uh, most people have historically. Historically, male and female has been the predominant, like they've carried through from the sex to the gender. There's historically almost always been this connection. <clears throat> Doesn't mean it always has to be. That's a that's another. Uh, I, I guess I don't know what kind of fallacy that is. Is that some sort of eternal fallacy? It is, was, and always will be. You know, it could be like a million years a certain way, and then suddenly. I mean, if it's a million years a certain certain way, it's less likely that it'll suddenly change. But it's not impossible. And so, you know, permanence is an illusion at best. <laughs> um, so we get back to male, female, male, female. To me, this is, even though it's not a universal, it's a, it's a pretty dominant aggregate. Aggregate as in, it's a, if, you, if you look at 100 people, and if 60 people are all wearing the same blue hat, you could look at that whole group of people and say, in aggregate, they're blue hatters. But they're not all blue hatters. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about aggregates, which is the best that we could speak on any type of uh, collective observation. So, in aggregate, in overwhelming aggregate, humanity has used, based on my understanding, the, the male-female paradigm, man-woman, masculine-feminine, masculine-feminine, and that becomes the thing, because masculine and feminine start to describe emotions, um, behaviors, preferences, and uh, we start to expect certain things from certain sexes that have to behave in certain ways. And we look at that, and we look at those expectations, and we judge them, and we say, it's horrible, man. But I don't see the horror in it. I don't see the good in it either. And I certainly don't see the good in it continuing. But I, I would make the case that what we're really talking about <laughs> is we have sociocultural constructs that are framed around hierarchical assumptions based on, not gender, because gender is totally a social construct, but on sex. And some of those hierarchies actually favor the female, some of those hierarchies favor the male, but when, it, when, when push comes to shove, when it comes to drawing blood, and whoever can draw blood gets the biggest stuff, almost always 
it is the male who will win. I mean, who has one, I'll say, not who will win. Um, definitely who has one. So I can, I can also then extrapolate out that, uh, you're not, you're not just looking at your social cultural reality and, and, and suffering from or benefiting from the fruits of that social cultural reality. You're also amidst others that have their own sociocultural realities and have their own, I'm going to also add in here now, their physical realities, especially where the physical expression of force is necessarily compelled by, by human muscle. Like the degree to which human muscle plays in, in settling disputes, if you will, physically, that is always going to favor, at least in our current form, the male of the human species. The male is just naturally, physically more adept. So it's the male that's going to almost always have the, the, the physical advantage to enter into the halls of power where you live in a reality where if you don't have the muscle, you're going to end up a slave to someone else's muscle. So, patriarchy. <laughs> in that context, within a reality, in which it's the muscle, it, at the end of the day, it's the muscle, um, yeah, it's going to be, I, I think, uh, a natural, uh, well, I'll say more often than not, the, the chances are that patriarchal structures will, will form. And if patriarchal structures form, then... I think that uh, hmm. what you end up with is it's now just not just going to be the masculine or the feminine because the the male who wins now now first the male beats the female in in this arena but now the male has to beat the male and the male that wins in this arena is the physically more or less the physically dominant and and we're talking about pretty early on and and maybe even prehistory here as as wherever you have conditions in which there are multiple tribes clans whatever factions of human beings that begin to compete with uh, for for resources so it's at this level that we're we're talking about, and uh, in in throughout most of human history, the 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 intelligence factor also begins to emerge. Now, 
are are men more intelligent than women? I I don't I don't really go down much the IQ roads. I'm not sure that you know, and I'm not an expert, so I I hope I don't sound like a flat earther to you IQ folks. I'm not totally disputing it, but I have my reservations as to the degree to which we should measure the fullness of intelligence based on what those IQ tests measure. So uh, I, I don't know that there's a, there's a way to measure the types of intelligences that individuals have and the females and males comparing which intelligence is more valuable. Uh, I don't know. And I don't know the degree to which intelligence becomes uh, uh, selectively bred, uh, not not intentionally, but kind of. You you you'll t- you know p- women will uh, tend to choose certain types of men, and men will will tend to want to be with certain types of women, and the the men and women combinations that uh, have the greatest traits i guess if there are such a thing as genetic traits that produce behaviors i don't know that's all that's all kind of scary and creepy to even uh, dive into that whole mess and and you know if anybody imagines that we have any kind of serious grasp on all of that i think you're deluding yourselves it's 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 a great unknown territory and it's fraught with uh, dangers because some of its data, especially early findings, where often early findings, they, they, we, we think they show us something else uh, or, or one thing. And then we find out, no, no, we needed this information that showed, no, no, that's not actually what that, that says. But early findings, wherever they favor one particular warring faction will be sure to use that data not as a path to understanding but as a but as a cudgeon to to beat down their enemies with so it's hard to have those conversations for us to to seriously begin to understand when we look at what we see today as male what we see as female and how we can look at men and women and we can see real differences, not just physiological, but in their characteristics. But what we, in, in, you know, in terms of even the types of intelligences that they're more prominently uh, prone to display. And, and, the, and the huge questions are, as we look at all that, and everybody wants to claim some objective standard for female or objective standard for male objective standard for non gender specific or sex specific de- specific designation whether any of that has any objective truth or absolute standard of humanity that this is who and what humanity should become now this really gets deeper to the heart of the conversation that I really want to have about the Gillette. It is this very notion from anyone that you have some sort of objective or 
and actually, mostly you're not claiming objective. You're claiming, well, you're, you're, you're you are, you are, you're claiming, you're obtaining, you're claiming an objective morality in most instances. This is why. This is why you should employ, uh, embrace gender fluidity. This is why you should be against all forms of masculinity. Now, I do want to say that the overall majority of folks who, who believe in this thing called toxic, toxic masculinity, as far as I've seen, they're, they're not for ending all masculinity. But, but there are those groups, so I just wanted to, But I wanted to clarify that because I don't want to participate to the extremist-only conversations that we're all having right now. But that's the question that I, I would like to have a lot of people ask. And it's, it's not the question that I want them to ask to, to have them doubt their preference as far as how they would like to see sociocultural expressions reveal the you know the the gender the ma the the masculine the feminine the, the, these 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 issues like how you think that should be should should you continue more or less in the path that we were on before this ship began to really become much more noticeable I don't know uh, well I know I I don't want that I I mean I don't know I'm, I don't know as in I don't I don't know what you want I know what I want. I'm not going to really necessarily, I may, I may, may or may not in this conversation. I'm not sure. But right now I don't want to, because I want to try to stay as outside of my personal preference as possible. And I'm attempting to analyze this almost from an historian's perspective or an alien's perspective or a time traveler's perspective, like from the future. I love doing those exercises. And what we're really looking at here is there is a species on this planet called Earth. And the species is called Homo sapiens sapiens is what they they give themselves, they designate themselves within the uh, the nomenclature of what they call science. Science is simply it, it, ostensibly well I, you know what never mind i don't want to go down that road that'd be a whole other path that's a rabbit hole cut yourself off from the rabbit holes paul stay focused pretend you're a deer in the headlights on this buddy and the headlights is the point that you're trying to make which you don't even fully know there you go so deer in the headlights mode still staying focused on this masculinity femininity humanity on planet earth and specifically, I mean, it's, a, it's actually happening across the world. As, as we now have such interactions with one another on daily basis, it's so easy for these, uh, these sociocultural shifts to, to have worldwide reach, I think. I imagine. It seems common sense to say that's the case. So this question, these, these questions are, are emerging. Humanity, in varying degrees on this planet, has overwhelmingly favored the patriarchal model. Now, I've, I've kind of introduced somewhat of a theory as to how that emerged. 
and I I still believe to the degree to which muscle is required. Man, human human muscle. I won't say man muscle because females have muscle. Uh, but but into, uh, to the degree to which human muscle is required for your particular communities to hope to survive, then those communities, not 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 inevitably, not inexorably, but overwhelmingly, will tend to gravitate towards patriarchal systems, not because people are evil. And this is really. Another key point I want to make. I'm going to argue that patriarchy is not evil. That, that this quote-unquote toxic masculinity is not evil. It just is. It, it, it's not something that I would argue in this current age, in this current time, in the current technical technological situations, you, you could definitely argue is... Not necessarily uh, the the greatest approach going forward, especially. Well, I won't get it. I, I I'll, I'll save that. Let me let me hold on to that. So. The the masculine, and the feminine, and the expectations. From both sides, even the very existence of. The masculine and the feminine being the really the only two gender constructs that's what we're really talking about well we have the neutral we do uh, there is the masculine the feminine there is the neutral and the neutral has we, we do have a sense of that gender i know even you know in grammar you know, it's a there's a neutral gender i think or something i don't know i stopped doing those tree things diagram t tree things long ago but but I, I would say there there tends to be socioculturally some recognition of a of a of a kind of a neutral gender to some degree maybe it existed because hermaphrodites exist so we have these clear biological evidences of the mixing of gender which were kind of just making a neutral neutral has just kind of become this placeholder for things that don't fit yeah that's what neutral is things that don't fit. I think that pretty much summarizes it. So we have that. And, and, and many, I would say, many of these, uh, that, that, that is definitely a common thing that has occurred because they can't deny physical realities. And damn hermaphrodites, they done did it. They, 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 they kept that space open in a sense. And then there's the eunuchs. And, uh, you know, eunuchs were useful. Uh, I mean, you can argue about the uh, uh, subjective morality of cutting off a human being's balls so that they continue to have a high-pitched voice and uh, continue to be a non-masculine threat to you, so thus they can be uh, given access to some of your great secrets, so they can do the little whatever works they got to do because they got to know your crap to do the works. Whatever. I mean, yeah. I'm just going to say it. I think in today's day and age, we can all agree that Cutting off a dude's balls to do that is kind of whack. Kind of not cool. <laughs> but they did also help uh, preserve this space, if you will. So because we have this space, we, we were able to ask some questions about well, what, the, what is in this space. And then after we started asking what's in this space, 
The next I started asking is, what are in these masculine and feminine spaces? How much of it do we need? Now, those aren't the way that people will have the conversations. These are these are the I'm I'm talking about the what would be the aggregate conversations, and some individuals may have those types of conversations, but but mostly the conversations are like this, and I am going to use some profanities here for theatrical uh, effects, so uh, prepare yourselves for that. Goddamn motherfucking cultural Marxist bullshit and shit. I mean. Okay, yeah, you got that fucking Gillette ad, and it looks just fucking fine, you know? Okay, common sense kind of shit, except, except I know what the fuck you're doing. You're, you're, you're trying to destroy the family. You're trying to destroy masculinity because you know masculinity is what a culture needs to be able to survive in this world. And you want to kill America from within with your with your socioculture, or your, excuse me, your, 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 uh, cultural Marxist fucking postmodern deconstructivist godless fucking bullshit. So that's that's what they say. And uh, what do they really mean? In aggregate, I'm talking about. And even for the some of those individuals, many of those individuals that are saying that and sounding like that sounding pretty horrible. Although they say way worse things than that. I'm not, I'm just, that's a tempered version. I'm also going to give you a tempered version of the other side too. So I'm going to try to be fair. I mean, that's a tempered version. That is a tempered version that just focuses on the, you know, the the cultural Marxist stuff. He's like, I'm not saying that it's bad, but I know what it is. It's a Trojan horse. I know you damn Trojan horse. Uh, there are others that are harder to defend that are just saying women are pigs and why are you telling us that women aren't anything but pigs? I've seen those too. I'm not defending them. I can't. I can't. That's although even with that amongst that group with with a smaller percentage amongst that group they would also be included in this aggregate expression that I'm going to relay here. So the root thing is uh, fuck you, your social cultural or your uh, cultural Marxist bullshitting godless heathens. What they're really saying. Listen, whether or not we agree with your new shift in how you're going to define masculine, feminine, whether you're going to add new genders to the equation, what we have seen is there's... There, there's no conversation about well, what are the what are the quote unquote rules, and we want to help define those rules. Like we're not just gonna just say, hey, you guys, just build this new social cultural reality and whatevs. No, no, we live in this world. We live and breathe and eat and sleep and shit in this world. So we want to have, we want to be part of that conversation but not with you as the ascendant moral superior, but us as equal people that have come to a point in human history, human experience, human existence, whatever you want to call it, where we're looking around and saying, hey man, maybe we should think about changing some things. Let's have that conversation. Not, listen, you're amoral, immoral garbage heads, and uh, we're going to 